Hello and welcome to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. This month, I am your host, Paul, and joining me as always is Tony. Evening. And Josh. Hello there. Hello. Been a while. Well, a month. We're actually on target. We've recorded three shows dead on time over the last three months. Up to a schedule. Yeah. Let's have a piss up. <laughs> That's next month. The Christmas yes. episode. <laughs> um, so we'll, this, we'll need it. Yeah, I think oh, we will. Um, so this month we are sticking with our Superman theme and we are reviewing Superman 3. So this one was the first one that wasn't officially directed by Richard Donner. Um, this time it was officially Richard Lester, no influenced by anybody else it was just him um and it was made on a budget of 39 million dollars how much do you think it took box office i'm gonna go because it's superman and they were going off the second one i'm gonna say about the hundred millions yeah i was gonna say about 110 mil well josh is exactly right 100 million (laughs) go ahead (laughs) So, yep, that was the uh, the box office it took. So it didn't do too badly, but it wasn't the massive hit that the previous two had been. Um, so we'll we'll dive straight into it because there's not much else to say. We'll talk about that while we're we're going over the notes. So let's let's make a start with with my notes, and you guys, as always, chime in as we go. Um, so the first note I wrote was love that Richard Pryor is in this. I'd completely oh, yeah. forgotten. And I, I think this was the first Superman film I ever saw. I don't know. It came out the year before I was born. Um, but ah, it, was that, well, it was that one that was kind of always on TV because yeah. of the fact that Richard Pryor was in it. They could put it on on, a, on an afternoon and you could laugh at it. Um, then I said, weirdly, going on that note, smoking in a superhero film, how very Logan of you. <laughs> um, credits are shocking and a poor use of the fanfare oh, it's, um, it's absolutely awful and then I said Clark's look is more comic book like this yeah. time um, and then Annette O'Toole is Lana Lang which I did know I, I had remembered that and why she was cast in Smallville um, what a weird opening like it was taken from the comics so it did feel it, it felt like they were taking like a panel of a comic book. And yeah, the, I I wrote that basically this whole film might as well just be uh one of those campy sixties comics. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Then I wrote Robert Vaughn is great in a lot of stuff. Uh, always enjoy his performances. Um. I, and then I said I wonder if Margot was already struggling. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, yeah. Just couldn't believe that they kind of had her in the start of the film for five minutes and then that was it, she was done. Uh, I did read mm. that apparently she had some problems with the way Richard Donner had been treated on the previous film. Uh, um, she was by a director and I say good on her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I wrote, this is a more human story than two in a similar vein to the first one. I felt, I felt closer to the characters in this one than I did, did the second one. Um, yeah. <laughs> then, to be fair, that whole opening bit's just a bit ridiculous. It, 
you could have done the whole film without even yeah. having the same do you know, in the planet. Do you know what it reminded me of? You know, I mean, I might be showing my non-obvious age here, as my parents call it. Um, but does have you ever seen the Laurel and Hardy film where it just ends up being a massive friggin' custard pie fight? Yes. Mm, yes. Right. Basically, that's what that felt like to me. It felt like <laughs> one thing happened that then knocked onto something else. That yep. then pissed someone else off, who then like yep. pushed someone else into the road. That then there was mm-hmm. like something else that happened, and you just like you don't know where to look for best. And then the thing that just brings it all together for some reason is some fella gets his tire shot, and the the fire hydrant just shoots up into the car. Yeah. How's that way? It's a very strange opening. I mean, yeah. I just know it, Daniel. It, 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 it's it's difficult to kind of take seriously when you see Pamela Stevens, Pamela Stevenson coming out like that. Yeah. Uh, and then also the fact that I believe the guy's name is Bob Todd, was one of Benny Hill's cast members. Pops up in it. He's the guy in the suit. I think it's a bird. Thinks a bird shits on him. Yeah. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, then moving on, the, the the scene in the planet was. A non-entity because it was literally just explaining why people weren't in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, so once they get to Smallville, I wrote, "Why is the copper just standing there letting Jimmy run past?" <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I got the same. Yeah. I got the same. No, it's such a massive plot hole. Yeah. He runs past the fire engine, but in front of the copper. <laughs> yeah. The, the copper just what? stands there and literally watches him. It's, yeah. His eyes follow him. He's knelt down behind the cop car with Clark yeah, and he's yeah, talking talk. to him saying, this is what I'm going to do. And the cop comes around the front of the cop car and just clocks them and just listens to the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> right, what, what is he doing there? Um, oh, where's the direction in that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I write, oh, bad effects on the lake. Um, yeah. mm. uh, then I say, then, then it moved on. Uh, seems to be relying on the fanfare a little bit too much now, having yeah. been lacking it in the opening credits. All of a sudden, it's literally every thirty seconds. Yeah, see, the thing yeah. is that that was my only gripe with that entire big sort of save <coughs> sequence. Yeah, I think that sort of sequence in itself is great. From the second Clark jumps into the back of that plug car, comes out the other side of Superman, to when he just flies off after. Somehow that thing just melts in midair and doesn't crush the whole compound. Like <laughs> I think that entire sequence is great and is worthy of the Superman name. Yeah, yeah. Then I noticed that they actually mention his age for the first time. That he's now in his thirties because they because yeah. they point out what year he graduated. Yes, nineteen sixty-five. Yep. So you know know how old he is now. Um, then I wrote, is Donald the character that Lana's married to in Superman and Lois that's coming up? Because they've announced who's, who's playing him, and I can't remember whether that's his name. I still haven't looked. Um, but I think the character might be the same person. Was it Don? <clears throat> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just wrote just only for Lana that Annette O'Toole was really cute back then. Yeah, I've got that further yes. down, and that was a cutie yeah. too, further on. Yeah. Um, Apparently, the only reason she was actually cast in Smallville is because she just dropped it in the middle of the interview that she was actually in Superman 3. Yeah. And nice. Like, okay, you've got the part, don't worry, and <laughs> just everyone else can fuck off. I did also write, <laughs> Jesus, Lana never stops talking. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah she does keeps going. It keeps going I'm on just and on. Chaz and Dave. Rabbit, rabbit, <laughs> rabbit, rabbit. Yeah. Then I wrote Back to the Future and Superman using the same dance scene around the same <laughs> I time. Got yeah. that, yes. It's exactly <laughs> the same that. scene. Yeah. Um, yes. You should have given Lana there Marty's mum's dress. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It is more or less exactly the same scene. Um, then I wrote Pryor's performance is unusual for a comic book film, but unlike a lot of his other performances, um, it does descend a bit bit further into his, his regular performance later on in the film. Yeah. yeah. At this point, he's he's not what you expect from a from a comic genius that he was. Yeah. Well, there were a couple of issues I had with his character actually, um, in terms of how the hell, A, how the hell does he get those computer skills so quickly? Because it's never really yeah. explained. No. Yeah. And also, why the hell does he want a computer that can defend itself in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I wrote for a film that is basically all about computers and technically is a social commentary on them in the late 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um, why the hell would you not use Brainiac? <laughs> yes. Well, that's the- interesting. Because the original script, the, the big computer at the end, would have been an acronym that came up as Brainiac. The that original script it. was Brainiac. See, and they didn't ah. like it. Originally, it was he was going to be a parallel to uh, the Kents. Um, See, Brainiac I been would be the stepfather of Supergirl. Mm. Ah, okay. Um, and that he would end up falling in love with her. But she loves Superman. <laughs> um, so nice. the, uh, the the studio didn't particularly like that. I wonder why. <laughs> um, so then I wrote, can I say I am actually enjoying this more than the Zona cut at this point? Mm. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. It's a, it flows better. It's a film that flows better than the Donna cut did. Well, there's reasons for that. Yeah, obviously there is, but yeah, I think this is a better, better film than than that was. Well, the th- the thing is that the reason I think you believe that is because the Donnacut isn't finished, and there were scenes that he would have shot to insert yeah. into yes, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Whereas this film was studio funded, CGI was done for the studio by the studio. Yeah. And had everything thrown at it because it was a Superman film. Yeah. Whereas the Donnacut was just thrown together by little archive pieces of fans. Yeah. Uh, then I wrote better costume changes. Oh yeah. Noticed the one, noted the one in the the police car for a start. Um, then I wrote, oh now Pryor is in normal gear. Um, he he turned into his usual self. Um, then I noticed there was a comment about the Philly Flash. I didn't hear that. Yeah, mm. which I thought was again we got the the note in one of the previous films about um something about Batman. Yeah. Um, so then I wrote, "Why was Margot hardly in this?" Um, that's explained to me now, having read up about it, that that she had a problem. Um, Prior's performance descends to comedy. Um, I then noted, "Is that Bernard Cribbins in Pisa?" It wasn't. No, it it's, very uh, much it's like Frank Pickle from the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. Yeah, it's another English sort of comedy actor. Yeah. Uh, then I wrote, oh, Pamela Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
evil Superman <laughs> is an arrogant twat. He really is, yeah. yeah. And very See, I have got reams and reams of notes on this evil Superman now. Yeah. Uh, the plot is ridiculous, mind you. Um, then I wrote, oh my, the big Yim was a lucky man. Kryptonite affected cow pulls the birds though. Um, Then that was when my note came up about Annette was a cutie too. Uh, Ah, the famous bar scene that has been memed so many times. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The plot up to this point has been non-existent but still fun. Uh, Reeves' dual performance is great. Oh yeah. Um, Evil Superman definitely has some kingdom come to him. Um, mm. The darker suit and just yeah. that dark feeling that he exudes. Um, you feel like that's the part that possibly took over when uh, when Kingdom Come happened. Um, mm. Ah, back to Metropolis slash New York. <laughs> so we see all the all the sights of New York again, like we did in the first <laughs> film. Um, then to the Grand Canyon. Um, not Niagara Falls this time, which is a which is a change. Um, then I noted video game <laughs> Superman. Oh, yeah, Atari. Better, yeah. Than, better than probably better and than it was, any Superman. Apparently game was was made by Atari as well. Yes, for it the was. Film, yeah, because Warner yeah. Brothers owned it at the time. Mm. Um, the finale is all a bit ridiculous. Oh, a take on Metalo. That's what it seemed like that they'd gone down that route. Mm. Uh, one of the other villains. Um, Another note about people not being in it. Did Hackman just refuse to come back? Again, apparently so. Um, he fell out with the studio over Donna as well. Um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote that... Um, what's his name? from Man from Uncle. Um, he's just a poor man's Lex. Yeah. Um, what a mixed bag of a performance from prior. Um, I also noticed that um, Superman didn't do any... Thing ridiculous or shitty for his own good in this film, unlike the first two. Yeah. Um, when he when he turned back time in the first one and then went and beat the snot out of the guy in the, the cafe. Um <laughs> then I wrote Larry Lamb. Larry yeah, Lamb was in it. I wrote that. I wrote that. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell's going on? Why is Gavin's dad in it? Well, that's the thing. I was I was watching it, and my dad sat in the chair next to me, and I said, Dad, is that Larry Lamb? And he went, no, it's not, it's not. And then you get the full-on face shot, and he went, yeah, it's Larry Lamb. And I just thought to myself, that's just not something you'd expect to see when you're watching a Superman film. I I believe that sequence was shot at Battersea? Yes. I think. Yeah. 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 Well, it was a revelation to me, because I saw it on a little bit of the making of when we watched this. Bloody hell. (laughs) Yeah. They shot that well. Yeah. Then I wrote, can't end the film without that scene. No. It has to be there. Um, and then my final notes were a better all-round film than two. Still not as entertaining as the first, but a solid superhero film that doesn't play the same as the first two films in the series. And I said mm. 70, 78 out of 100. Mm. We're, we're going to have arguments over this now. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is going to be We're going to have discussions about this. <laughs> right. Go ahead. The only, the only... <laughs> My first note is from, I always 
when we've reviewed these films, I always write the title of the film and then a quick sentence about what I remember and an overall thought. I just wrote Superman 3, the one that should have been good, but wasn't. <laughs> right. So my main gripe is the fact that they didn't go for... I would have been fine with Ross Webster and the sister and Pamela Stevenson and Richard Pryor and everyone if they'd have just made the computer at the end and the metallic sister at the end brainiac. That's mm. I would have given this film a far higher score. People just don't seem the... to know what to do with them. No. Yeah. No one's got it right yet. James no. Master's version in Small World, Smallville was bad. Mm. Um, the, the version, the Brainiac 5 version that we're getting in Supergirl's not him. No, it's awful. I don't like that Brainiac. And they do, no one seems to know what to do with him. Yeah. I'm hoping that the Superman and Lois show that's coming does something good. I really do hope because I have been dying to see some form of good Superman since I was a kid because I watched these Chris Reeve films when I was a kid and I thought, oh my God, Superman is the bollocks, basically. And then when I watched everything Superman subsequently, like uh, Lois and Clark in the 90s, I think it was, and Small, I thought Smallville was good when I first started. It got worse, it went on. Yeah. And then I just realised how bad everything was Superman-wise, and that's when I switched to Spider-Man. Um, but, yeah, it was the Brainiac. But I had some notes on the Bizarro. Well, Bizarro in quotes, anyway. Um. I know the CGI wouldn't have done it at the time, but I would love to see a fan edit where as time goes on in Superman 3 and after he's been corrupted by the kryptonite, the face starts to crack. And then, or, I wrote an alternate note, um, when Clark and Superman split in the scrapyard, that's when his face cracks and becomes bizarro. That's what I would really have liked. Um... Pamela Stevenson's character was secretly um, Hello Nurse from Animaniacs. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and for some reason, the big giant supercomputer could be turned off by the tiniest of screws. And I put a little wink <laughs> face by next to that. Um, and the final note was they shouldn't have made Superman 4 after this. They should have left it as it was. And it should have been the final memory of Christopher Reeve. 65 out of 100. Not that big a difference, though. Interesting. I thought, well, I you, thought you were going to say worse than that. <laughs> well, you want to read the rest of me notes? That's interesting. It's, I just, I just thought your title would be lower. Oh, no. My t- no, I, I, I do enjoy this film because <coughs> Richard Pryor is hilarious in it. And it's what got me into Richard Pryor, particularly the scene where he uh, he gets pissed with the dickhead from Smallville and then walks in the corridor, sees himself in the mirror and absolutely shits himself. That never, ever fails to make me laugh. It's the simple things for me. <laughs> but the yeah, rest of my so... notes later. Go ahead, Tony. I was, yeah, I think you guys have picked through quite a few of the things. As I said, I said earlier, that opening sequence is just such an odd fit after the last two films. Yeah. This complete tonal change. And to me, I find 
a lot of the comedy was really ropey, actually. There's a sequence when Gus is doing with the computers where you've got these two freaking animated traffic light symbols fighting. I think, <laughs> what the hell? And then we also see um, another a cameo scene from uh, Sandra Dickinson, of all people. Yes. With, and it's basically, effectively, that seems spousal abuse. She gets a freaking orange in the face from her husband. And I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> but the thing is, because it's so stupid, it makes you laugh. And that's the trouble. I found myself chuckling despite myself. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just bizarre, that whole sequence. Uh, again, the fight we've covered, the fight sequence on this fantastic. It's probably the highlight of the film for me. Oh, yeah. The bit in the scrapyard. It's just fantastic. And to see... And to see what Clark's subconscious is possibly like, does he yeah. have those days where he thinks like that, you know, to himself? And yeah, that's what we're actually um, seeing. It's like you, you could think each version of each version of the good Superman that you see across DC Comics, each of them subconsciously has the injustice version in the back mm. of their head, wanting to yeah. break through. But the, the Jonathan and Martha Kent upbringing is so strong that yeah. it never gets out yeah yeah it's and you you see that that torment where he has to hide Kal-El behind this facade which he finds is an effort that seems to be at times yeah. but that doesn't come across when you see Clark no because Clark is, is so natural and, and goofy you know uh, we've covered the video game and we've covered those plot holes uh, for me Robert Vaughan I like generally, but his character just comes across as a bit of a, a cheap Lex imitation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stevenson's double character was interesting. I thought when you, you get those little moments where she's brewing for Superman and she comes out with these sort of amazing lines that show she's got an intelligence underneath. And she's all, yeah, it's, you it's when she's know more about her. by Emmanuel Kant. That's what, yeah. I, like, since... I'm really crazy to it. slight me for this right now, but since going to uni, I've had to read a bit of Immanuel Kant. And mm -hmm. when she said, she, she had this big long line about how can he say that about this, this and this? Doesn't he, yeah. did he not know about this? And I thought, oh my God, I've read that stuff. And I'm thinking, <laughs> she's supposed to be an educated character. That's why I wrote, she's her lone yeah. nurse. Yeah, and you kind of want to know a little bit more about her, why she's doing yeah. that. It's obviously she, she's on it, whether she's on a scam or what, but you kind of want to know more about her on the back of that. I I, I kind of wrote that I wish they'd have explained maybe she either knew Lex or she was even friends with Miss Tessmacher. Hmm. So that's how yeah. she knew about Kryptonite. There, the other thing for me, there, there was an issue in some of the plotting. There's an awful lot of contrivances and conveniences, like the fact that, Websco happens to have a division in Smallville. Yeah, it's just because the plot required it. It's a very big coinky dink. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then look who the security guard is as well. <laughs> just to give him a bit more screen time. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a funny because I I've not seen this in quite in quite a few years and I kind of remember it being more fun than I actually had this time around. Hmm. Uh, for once you sit there and pick it apart a bit, I'll, pro I'll probably go back and watch it with a commentary at some point just to see what, what sort of story detail comes out of it and plot choices. But for me, it, it was lacking something. I think the biggest problem was the tone. 
because Pryor's in there, you've got to have a certain comedy tone with it. Yeah. But they seem to stretch that tone all over the place, like I say, with the opening and, and that stupid sequence with the, the traffic lights, etc. And it never quite gets that bit right. Whereas he's good. Um, but for me, it just never quite all hangs together watching it now. Um, and it really, I really had to toss about with the score for this because uh, I think on my letterbox account, I gave it two and a half out of five. So I sort of massaged that a little bit for, for these scores. And I'm probably going to go with something like a 59. Oh, Tony's the lowest scorer. Mm. I it's thought not I quite a three out of five film for me. I, I just laughed yeah. at this whole plot is contrived around coffee. Yes. Yeah, honestly, God, that's all that this plot is about, getting control of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you think my score for this is low? Wait till we get to Milton Keynes. Oh, don't. <laughs> Don't I'm gonna oh, I'm honestly god I'm gonna come out with a ten. I can see it now. <laughs> I don't think I, I honestly don't think it's as bad as we remember. I think it's more the setting that's the problem than the, <laughs> the thing is think about it Excuse when me. we come to watch that, you guys are gonna watch it and not be too phased about the likes of the CGI and the magical growing nails of Nuclear Man. Whereas <laughs> I've been brought up on some slightly lackluster CGI from the early 2000s, but nothing as bad as what was in Superman 4. And <laughs> so I am probably going to be so harsh on this. The funnier thing is going to be me and Tony going, yeah, we, yeah. we had a coffee in there. We uh, we, st- <laughs> yeah. we had a hotel room in there. Oh, yeah, part of the car outside that building. <laughs> uh, I'll just let you talk yeah. for the full 40 minutes going, been there, been there, been there. 40 minutes? We're doing a full commentary, mate. <laughs> try, try the two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we might have our special Scouse guest as well, if we can get yeah. in for that one, because that would be Let's funny. Never know. But yeah, thank you again, boys, for joining us. That was a, a proper mixed bag, and it was what I was expecting, to be honest. I think, I, I think it probably holds up a bit better for me. As I said, it was the, the first Superman film that yeah. I really remember yeah. seeing. Um, yeah. So it no, was definitely. always gonna gonna hold up a bit more for me, but yeah, yeah and it's it's good to have that that mixed bag and that mixed feeling. We can't all be the be the same. Oh no! Um, so whereas the the first time we were all pretty similar for the first one, whereas uh, this time it's it's a little bit different. So that's what mm. you expect. As we said, we'll be back next month with a full commentary. I don't know how it's going to to play out, whether I end up releasing it in separate bits or whether I bung it all together. Um, But there'll be something out around Christmas time. Um, So you can all watch Quest for Peace alongside us. (laughs) Um, Do you think they really want to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they've got no choice. Because... We'll, we'll punish them as as the UK has punished us. Yeah, and as as I've written down there in that film in in that watching that film, I think there'll be a lot of taking the pizza. Oh yes. Yeah. So thank you again, boys, for joining me. And no problem. We'll, we'll be back next month with another, maybe not so wonderful episode. Cheerio. Strong, you Mr. Superman. Right. That's my final <laughs> word. <laughs>
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.